In this video, I'm going to give you eight reasons in the Bible why you should attend a local fellowship. I'm also going to deal with six excuses that people frequently offer for reasons why they don't go. I want to answer that question, not with my opinion or caring about what anyone else's opinion is. The question is this, what does the Bible say about whether or not we should go to church as believers in Jesus? Now, before I get into the first reason why you should go to church, I want to clarify a terminology issue here. You see, we say go to church and we think of a building, but according to the Bible, the church is actually the people who believe in Christ universally or locally you know, the ones that live near you who believe in Jesus. And so as they gather together, then it's a church. The building right now, if it's sitting empty, that's not the church. The church is scattered. The church is around. But when they gather together as a church, now church is happening. So the biblical question isn't, should I go to this certain building on a certain day of the week? Rather, it's should I gather with other believers for certain types of activities on a regular basis? The first reason why you should go to church according to the Bible is because Jesus assumed that you would. I mean, he spoke as though it was just a given fact of reality that people would be attending church, would be gathering together as a group of believers. And he even gave instructions like Matthew 18 on how to make sure that gathering didn't get messed up. The second reason why you should go to church is because the early believers did. They would gather every Sunday and they would get in the word and they would pray and they would, they would do the same types of things that many churches do nowadays. So that pattern of gathering was assumed by Jesus and it was followed by the early church. The third reason why you should go to church according to the Bible is because of Hebrews 10.25. You see, we knew the early church was gathering, but here in Hebrews 10.25, there's a warning. Don't stop this assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. There are those who disassociate with other Christians, but, but don't stop. That's God's command to us. That's what he wants to see in our lives is a continual gathering of believers. The fourth reason you should go to church according to the Bible is simply because God has ordained that these pastors and teachers are there to minister to you. In Ephesians 4, it says that Jesus has gifted pastors and teachers so that they might bring blessings to the people so that the people could go and do the work of the ministry. Study the passage for yourself. It's very clear that God is the one who set up this whole church thing, and it's his idea to have certain people teaching. The fifth reason you should go to church, according to the Bible, is that not only are the pastors gifted as teachers to minister to the body of Christ, but every single person in the church is gifted with different gifts. So we have gifts of exhortation, gifts of encouragement, words of wisdom. We have words of knowledge. We have all these different things, according to the Bible, that come from all of the believers that you surround yourself with when you go to church. So just imagine what the Christian life is like missing out on all that nourishment. You need to be ministered to by other people. You don't have all the gifts and you certainly can't self-feed all the spiritual nourishment you need to yourself. So you should be going to church. The sixth reason you should go to church, according to the Bible, is because, let's face it, if you're alone too long, you get weird. Proverbs 18.1 says that he who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He's selfish. And he rages against all wise judgment. So there's actually warnings in the scripture that, hey, uh, you're not really meant to be alone. Kind of like God said to Adam, it's not good that man should be alone. And it's not good that any Christian should be alone, sort of isolated from the other Christians in their community. We get weird when we're alone. And being in church and being involved in fellowship keeps us on track. The seventh reason you should go to church, according to the Bible, is that not only do all the other believers have gifts, so do you. And hey, wake up call, it's not all about you. 
You go to church not only to receive, but to pour out and minister into other people's lives so that you could be a blessing to them. So maybe your gifts can become something that keeps their life on track and brings something wonderful from the Lord into their lives. The eighth reason why you should go to church, according to the Bible, is because you can't fulfill the commands of Jesus outside of the context of being around other believers. His great command to us was that we would love one another. In fact, it's how we'll witness to the world is when they see the love we have for each other. And so someone who isolates cannot fulfill God's purpose for their lives. I've been hurt by the church. That's got to be the number one excuse I've heard. And it's difficult to deal with because it's followed by true stories of genuine pain. But there's a problem in the way we're phrasing it. You've been hurt by people in the church, but it's not as though the entire body of Jesus Christ has somehow betrayed and backstabbed you. When you look at it rationally, you recognize that this, I've been hurt by the church, is quickly turning into something a lot like racism. Now, when I was younger, I was jumped by four guys of a different race. Now, what if today I had bitterness towards every guy of that race? And I wouldn't talk to any of them. I wouldn't go work for them. I didn't want to be around them because I had been hurt by people from that race. That's racism. That's wrong. And the same thing's happening here when people say, I've been hurt by the church. And then they, they kick out of their hearts every single person who belongs to Christ, every gathering of Christians. And there's actually some unresolved bitterness that's going on there. And really the only solution here is for them to do some heart surgery, bring it to God and know that if you're part of Christ, you're part of his body. You need to reconcile or you need to find a new church that you can be part of. The second excuse I've heard is that people are just too busy. And honestly, priorities, guys priorities. The third excuse I have is probably the only legitimate one, and it's when someone has physical inabilities because either there simply aren't any churches around them or because they can't leave the home, you know, some sort of handicap or something like that. That's a legitimate excuse. So my encouragement to them would be to try to bring Christians to them if possible or start something fresh and new so that they can gather with believers and just to do their best. I've also heard people say, you know, can't I just do church on my own at my own house, maybe with my own family or just watch it on TV or take it? and podcast. No, that's really not what church is. You're thinking of church as being the ritual that happens on Sunday instead of realizing it's a gathering of believers and it's like all of the above has to take place for it to be church. God has a fullness for you in church that you're missing out when you try to do it that way. And when you start out your own home church and you disassociate with the churches around you, you're sort of anointing yourself as the pastor of your own family and you're kind of becoming their church and you're the leader, you're the elder board, you're, you're everybody in the church to them. And that's a little bit weird, don't you think? I just don't believe in organized religion. That's an excuse I've heard a lot as well. And I think it's kind of the, the funniest of all of the excuses not to go to church. I want you to follow with me and imagine what disorganized religion might be like. Is that where like everybody gathers together, but nobody knows what day or time they're gathering. So good luck. Or perhaps we all do, you know, rock, paper, scissors. And then we decide, oh, all right, the winner has to teach. And of course, open to a random passage in the Bible because preparing the study ahead of time, well, that'd be far too organized. The idea of not having organized religion is, is um, ridiculous. God organized this religion and people can add stuff to it. And I'm not into that, but I'm into the stuff that God gave us in the Bible. I just can't find a good church, Mike. Well, I have news for you. My next video will be about how to pick a good church, biblical principles to apply when deciding what church to go to. Thanks so much for watching. If you like this video, please click the like button. And if you want to get more videos as I make them, go ahead and uh, subscribe, right? How about right here? Yeah, that looks good. Yeah.